Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Chris Johnson, who's the Senior Director of Cybersecurity Compliance Programs at CompTIA. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Great to have you here. Tell me a little bit about CompTIA and what you're doing at CompTIA. So CompTIA is an industry trade organization that has uh, multiple divisions within the company. Most people know CompTIA for their certifications, uh, A+, Network+. And then I am actually on the side of the company that's all about membership. So solution providers, uh, vendors, and industry partners that help contribute uh, either through volunteerism or some sort of contractual engagements to help provide a better future for the industry that we serve. So my specific role is the director of cybersecurity compliance programs, which right now is a program of one. I oversee the cybersecurity trust mark, which is a relaunch of a trust mark that we did that was new back in 2008. And it kind of had some updates over the years, but we are rebooting it going into 2023 for solution providers specifically as our target demographic and looking to help them build out a foundational on cybersecurity that they can take both as a launch point within their organization for achieving more with uh, proving their own cybersecurity posture, and then being able to leverage that as they help both their clients and differentiate themselves from their peers. So that's there's a lot to unpack there. So let's start with, um, that's, I appreciate the, the background on that. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, what are some of the challenges that your customers have and, and like, who are, who are your customers? What, what role are they usually in the organization? So as an industry trade organization, I mean, we're we're more in line with the the audience or or the the membership, you know, made up largely of solution providers is all about giving them the tools and resources that they're looking for, helping them with best practices, uh, you know, as it pertains to maybe uh, working with like in cybersecurity insurance or uh, even business best practices. What are the things that they need to be looking for? So we constantly are putting out white papers and, you know, eBooks, uh, other, you know, blog articles, those kind of things to just kind of keep solution providers, uh, you know, focused on, on what it, what it, what can be done to help them move their, you know, move the gauge or move the needle. I think it's, it's kind of interesting because one of the things we do get is, Hey, uh, a little bit of information overload here. Can you, can you dial down the fire hose? And, and so that's one of the things actually we're working on in 2023 is how to make it so that the content that those that are members consume is easier to navigate and they can filter by what's a priority today as opposed to getting it all coming out them and having to figure out, you know, how far do I open my mouth so I don't drown? Yeah, it's like creating a, a trailhead and and uh and a starting point. Everybody's got their own different starting point from uh, you know, from where they are in this. What what are some typical uh pain points that uh that your members feel or you know, when when you start to engage with them? What are uh, what are they looking for? Well, everybody's looking for something. It's just a question of whether or not what they're looking for, they've come to the right place. You know, <laughs> I, I think that probably the easiest answer would be they want someone or or an org or a group of people that are are categorized as having experience and knowledge that they don't have. So they're they're seeking that 
help help me fill in the gaps, right? So uh, an example would be, hey, I'm a solution provider. We've got 15 employees. We're we're operating at a million five, and we're struggling in fill in the blank category. It might be operational efficiencies. It might be any number of things. Obviously, in in my arena, it's going to be specific to cybersecurity, specific to how do they you know posture, how do they improve that posture that says, hey, I can stand stand up in an incident and not fall over because of the wave that's coming over me. Um, so they're all looking for assurances. They're looking for ways to reinforce that they're on the right track or be told that, hey, you're going left and you need to be going right. And I think largely the areas of CompTIA that help with that, we you know, we've got a research and education division that really help our sort of group, if you will, the, the the silo that I live in, we're trying to really make it not be about silos, but we all work in our own functions. And because of those different functions within the organization, the opportunity is they can leverage coming through the membership side and gain access to content and information that's not necessarily being provided specifically by my team, but is curated and put in front of them to go, hey, this will make a difference in what you're doing. That makes sense, and and you know, especially they're they're trying to problem solve for whatever uh, whatever their their situation is at, at the moment. Um, and so so through that, are is this a managed kind of solution? Are you interacting with them like an account manager is engaging with them to help them kind of figure out their their path with all of the content and resources that you're making available, or is it a DIY kind of experience for them? Tell me a little bit about that. I would hate to say the D all the above, but there's there's elements of that in what you, I mean, that was a big question. So there's definitely a lot of DIY. So, you know, we've got cyber forums, we've got the CompTIA member portal where you can go in and consume content that's been published, you know, eBooks, those kind of things are all there. You can navigate on your own. Then we have sort of our account reps or on that are, you know, the front end to membership that you can reach out to and ask questions like you're describing. In fact, one of the things that I know is in the works to launch in 2023 is to help with some of the questions that get asked to get them fast tracked to answers that are also sort of do it yourself, you know, Q&A, right? So I have a question for something. If we have a knowledge base that has a bank of answers to um, commonly you know, FAQs that we often see on on websites that that will use some AI to help give them those answers so that maybe it was a simple, easy one and it didn't need to get routed to, you know, whoever represents that region for that particular member. And and then you you can reserve the bandwidth, you know, because everything's infinite, right? Like we all have so much, we all can count more hours in a given day than the rest of the world. We, we have a special secret sauce that no one knows about that we can just, you know, pack more time into the same time frame, right? Yeah. So that's that's if kind find, of the if the, you find that, let me know. <laughs> right, right, right. So so the the picture is we want to be known as you know, you're always gonna have access to the people resources. And and largely the way we approach that is we do two events a year that are very specific to getting in front of our membership. So in March, we have our uh communities and councils forums, which is Everybody that's on the membership side, they show up in Chicago and we meet and we have engagements and meetings and networking and we talk about the challenges and, and you know, hopefully answer some of those questions. And then we do something similar in the fall that's more on a larger scale where, you know, a lot of vendors have their opportunity to be in front of the members themselves. But yeah, I mean, like you ask a really loaded question. I mean, 
the goal is always to have we can get the answers that a a member needs in a in a reasonable amount of time but the large challenge is, as I was, you know, making fun of, is that we're we're finite resources and there's only so many of us and it's growing very, very fast. So membership yesterday and membership tomorrow will be drastically different in the sense that the volume of members keeps climbing every year. Yeah. And that's fantastic. I, I you know, it's it's, uh, it's testimony to the, the kind of service that you're providing um, and the value there. Uh, so, so when a, a, a client becomes a member, um, what is that? Uh, what, what are some of the challenges that they typically face up front? You know, to say, you know, what we really need to become a member of this because it's going to help us solve X, Y, and Z. I, I would say most members, particularly on like the solution provider side, and that's that's generally the my target audience that I'm working with. It, it literally comes down to. They came into membership for a specific reason. So like as an example, if you're not a member going after the cybersecurity trust mark, that's going to cost more than if you were a member. So it's like a no brainer. I should be a member to go after the trust mark. Um, But again, my point using that as an example is largely they're coming into membership for a specific reason that got them interested in talking to us in the first place. So maybe they heard a webinar uh, maybe they were in person at an event and they listened to one of my teammates or or even broader in CompTIA speak about something that, you know, sparked an interest for them. Mm-hmm. That's how they usually get through the door. The challenge is, is getting them to branch out once they've come through the gate, if you will. Now I'm a member of CompTIA. What else should I be taking advantage of or what am I missing out on because I'm not asking the right questions? Those that's yeah. the biggest challenge we face. That's that's really interesting. And it's uh yeah, you mentioned AI and smart routing and, and all these, you know, kinds of use cases for uh uh you know how to how to provide that capability. It's exciting that you guys are working on that this year. Um tell me a little bit about how you're growing the company. You know, you're experiencing a lot of growth now. Um a lot of people are interested to to know what are some growth drivers. So we have so our our growth is maybe measured a little bit differently. So in in the silo or the division of CompTIA that I'm in, we measure growth uh, based on contributing members. So um, they're they're paid um, members into the organization either through a, a sponsorship, which would be like a first year someone a vendor might have sponsored that solution provider in. Or, or they just came in, they saw the value, they're paying to be in, in the annual membership category. Uh, there's also, you know, areas of, you know, CompTIA where it's like, we, we want to sell more certs. Well, how do you sell more certs? Well, you probably should start with getting more people to get certified on the certs you have. But then there's also the whole, if we add a cert, well, now there's another another uh, financial incentive. So what's what's interesting is, I'm on a side of of CompTIA where we're not measured like the traditional from a financial growth standpoint, like you might be on one of the other silos or you know divisions of CompTIA. So ours is really about engagement. You know, our KPIs are going to be member engagement, um, number of trust marks consumed, uh, you know, showing up to events, participating in events. Um, because at the end of the day, we're our group if you will, is all about a an opportunity to to give back, not just to the members that are participating, but to to help build a better future for the industry that we serve. 
That makes sense. Um, and so, so in terms of uh, your own marketing and, and how you've been growing the business, obviously content has been at the core of a lot of this and education is a big part of what you do. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the value that content has created for you and the company and, and your growth. Yeah, so I think one of the challenges that that our team has had, and, and I've only been with CompTIA for now as an employee about going on six months. So if I look back to when I was a volunteer engaged, that goes back more than a decade. So I can look at a that view versus the one I have today. And so so I think one of the one of the things that has dramatically changed is we went from what was kind of a um groups within groups so i'm on membership so we had marketing and branding and we had our own group that lived inside our membership section and then you know fill in the blank for the other categories with the restructuring of how we're doing it our marketing and branding team now are are engaged across all of the divisions of comptia so that consistency and that brand recognition product recognition when i'm talking to a, a member about something or even just talking in the industry they may not be coming through the front door for membership, but they were at an event that was education driven, or maybe they saw something in the news about CompTIA getting involved in the K-12 space. So that's been a huge, hugely transformative in, in the sense that we're all rowing in the same direction. While our agendas aren't always going to be exactly the same because we have different goals and we have different KPIs and things that we're being measured against, we're all on the same team. And I think that's a big, from a perception standpoint, has been a big change, even for my experience being here, is that we're all on the same team. Yeah, and it seems like there's this integrated kind of an approach for on the customer side, too, that happens where with that kind of go-to-market uh, strategy with your, with your team, uh, that products become surfaced up in other areas, likely because that they weren't before, because yeah. of unified kind of effort. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So, you know, we're heavily involved in the education side. So we actually just acquired an entity and and they're going live at the first of the year. It's called Spark. And it's really about getting technology and, and um, young minds interested in pursuing career paths or at least being exposed to what the opportunities are in the career paths of, you know, technology, cybersecurity, you name it, and getting that at the middle school level where they're where they're really, you know, in that, you know, formation of what do I want to do later instead of the I don't know and I'd rather play video games. Hopefully we're, you know, putting something in front of them that's exciting and engaging. Well, when you fast forward and see it through the lens of what happens now when they're in college and they're now looking at, you know, maybe they have a student membership into CompTIA and they're exposed to things like the network plus and maybe some of the things that weren't as focused just when they were in the spark program uh, or even just find out like hey you can get involved and be engaged with other sides of comptia you know philanthropic things or even to say hey i got a job working for this company and and they're not comptia members and i back here when i was doing seventh grade, I learned all about, you know, how CompTIA provides this path towards, and I want to, you know, get this in front of my colleagues here in our organization. How do we do that? And so I think that's where we're seeing some of those changes really being, you know, opened up as we go forward. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've always thought that that's such a, a great opportunity for both a student who wants to learn about this kind of stuff and a great kind of awareness and recruiting kind of tool for companies 
who are looking for all stars to emerge out of out of this next generation. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that I always, you know, we were talking about this earlier today. What's really challenging is we don't recognize the device or the computer as being a very powerful machine, potentially even a weapon. And we hand that to a new employee and go, here you go. Good luck. Right. So I think about how complacent we've become over the years with technology and this assumption that just because the technology exists and we use it in our organization or you use it in yours, that the person that you've hired or the person that has been put on that project should automatically know how to use it and be successful with it because, well, why not? We hired them. Shouldn't they know? I mean, like, don't they teach this stuff and, you know, K-12 or wherever they should have gotten that education? Like, hey, do you know how to turn the computer on and off? Maybe, but if you got a Mac in the last year, it doesn't even have a power button that's visible anymore. You have to just kind of know that that button that's black and is in the corner where it used to be a power button may function in a similar way. Uh, I mean, I came from the education space as a tech director, and I can tell you the things that we assumed were true at the administration level were just so counter to what really needed to be done to make sure that the person who got the technology was successful with it. And it wasn't just students. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing when you think about uh, some of the vulnerabilities in that regard. Um, tell me a little bit about your growth and what are some goals for you, you know, in this next year in 2023, uh, as you're looking forward and, and, you know, I guess as the punchline to that, what would be a, a something you'd like to be celebrating a, a year from now? Wow. Um, so that's like three things all lumped yeah. into one thing. So yeah, what is, what does the year look like? What's a big win for you? So the big, the big win for 2023 is to launch the Trustmark to the general audience of our membership, March, April timeframe, and be able to ingest them into the program and not have any bottlenecks or any, like things will just flow super smooth, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, you know, looking back, so if I'm, if I fast forward to the end of 2023, what would I consider to be a success would be that, you know, we're seeing 30, 50 plus solution providers that have not only gone through the trust mark, but they've been at least on the self-attestation path, been audited, you know, someone cherry-picked and vetted that they've done what they've called out inside of the 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 doing part of part of this. And, you know, at this point, I, I don't want to, you know, be too lofty with, you know, how many will be accredited by the board for, you know, say a dot MSP or something beyond that. But but largely I think it's it's the adoption of the trust mark, seeing it get adopted in other countries, seeing the uh the passion that we're starting to see as they get exposed to what the new trust mark is. But just that that would continue on, that they were there would be more optimism than there is pessimism with whether or not solution providers can actually achieve what's in it because it's it's not for the faint of heart, but at the same time they all know it's something that they need to do. And I think that we've put something in motion that will be hard to slow down or, or ever stop. Well, that's great. I appreciate this, Chris. It's been a pleasure talking with you here. Uh, Chris Johnson from CompTIA. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io w-r-i-t-e-f-o-r-m-e dot i-o and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen keep slaying it y'all